Welcome back to Off the Cuff. I am your host, Danny Lopriori, and this episode we will be discussing basically the year in review, right? Um, you know, uh, we have a lot of great guests coming on the show. We're pretty much booked up for a long while. So, you know, this is something that um, I'm very excited about. Uh, we're st- talking to a whole bunch of people. I don't want to give any names away yet, but, you know, they're from all walks of life and it's something that uh, I'm really excited about. So I just wanted to update you guys a little bit on what's going on um, with off the cuff. You know what I mean? Uh, COVID's uh, been a pain, obviously, for, you know, over a year now. And um, I'm posting this the day before I get my second vaccine. I got my first round of Pfizer um, 21, 20 days ago, and then it'll be 21 days tomorrow where I end up getting the second shot. Um, for Pfizer. Uh, I just wanted to say, I want to thank everybody in this community for sticking with us and, uh, you know, coming into the live Q and A's, um, joining the Facebook group, which I'll post, um, in the description below. We, uh, started a private, um, Facebook group for people just to come and share what they're feeling, uh, talk about their mental health. Um, you know, take time, out of their day to get some of the help that they need, uh, with their peers and, um, you know, ask for advice and, you know, share what's really going on with them in their personal lives. And, uh, it's actually been really great. We have about 200 members. Um, and it's just been really nice, even just as much for me, because I've been able to go in there and talk about stuff that's been bothering me. Um, like recently, um, I was a victim of identity theft and they stole about $5,000 from me, and uh, I just got off the phone with Chase, and, you know, it was a long thing, you have to wait for the pending charges to, like, you know, go through, and then they file the claims, so, like, you know, it takes a lot of time, uh, which really stressed me out, and uh, I was able to talk about that with some people, and uh, it actually just made me feel a lot better about what was going on. Um, you know, I I think the world is at such a highly stressed level, even with, you know, some things reopening and some states are open, some states aren't, but, uh, you know, some countries are, some aren't, um, you know, all the stuff, you know, having to do with vaccine passports and it's, it's, it's a, it's a sketchy time, you know, to, um, try and figure out what we're going to do next in our lives, you know? Um, thankfully I've been able to start this podcast. This podcast has pretty much been a, uh, uh, a diary for me, uh, as much as it helps you guys. And I see a bunch of messages and just saying like, you know, that this show has saved people's lives. And that's, that's what we started out to do. And that's what we want to do. Um, and that means that we're doing something right. But, um, I just wanted you guys to know, before I get into this year in review, which is I'm basically going to tell my story of what my COVID year has been like um, and, you know, all the things that entailed it. Um, But I want everybody to know that I'm so thankful for the community that we have on here. Um, It's really been life-saving for me. Um, You know, I still deal with anxiety and panic and bipolar, and it's, it's something that I feel so much more comfortable talking about, especially to a bunch of strangers who have become my family pretty much um during this time where it's hard to see family because of COVID uh 
it's just been a very nice experience for me and I've felt I've felt the love from this community um and you know we're getting ready to ramp up now you know we have two shows a week we do a live Q&A every Monday at 7 p.m um these episodes uh will be coming out every Sunday no 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 excuse me we're going to be doing live Q&As every Sunday at 7 p.m. because a lot more people are home um, regardless of the, uh, you know, have the time um, to do stuff on a Sunday rather than a Monday. And then Monday we will be dropping our, you know, our Spotify episode, our Apple episode, our YouTube episode. So, yes, yeah, Sunday and Mondays, two episodes, one's live, one's recorded, uh, pre-recorded. And, you know, we just wanted to give... I wanted to give a little bit more of myself to the fan base because you guys have been so awesome and you guys have just always supported me with everything. And it's something that I felt uh, passionate about. And I wanted to give back by adding another show, um, which would be live. So people who could take the time to come watch the show live can ask questions and I answer them for you. And it's basically just like a, a glorified chill session, you know, um, where we hang out, we talk, um, I answer your questions live. And like I always say, I listen, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm a mental health survivor and a sufferer at times, but you know, um, a lot of people look to me for certain things and that's what makes me feel very, very honored, but I also have to be very cautious. Right. So I, I just need people to know that I'm obviously not a trained mental health professional, but I am a trained mental health sufferer and survivor. Um, so, that being said, let's get into this year of Corona, shall we? Um, I remember my last day before Corona took over, and I got back from Austin, Texas. Um, I landed, and I felt a little weird, but I've always f felt weird kind of after flight. So, like, you know, I was like, you know, this is kind of normal. Um, that's okay. But when I got home, I was deathly sick for like three days um, with all Corona as symptoms now that we know what we know about Corona. Um, so that was about a year ago in March, towards the end of March. Um, and then the news broke that, you know, Corona was in Texas. Uh, then they found it like on some campus, I think at Texas A&M's campus. Um, then they found it in New York. Um, you know, I'm just speaking uh, to the States. Um, then they found it in New York and then they found it everywhere else. So at this time I moved from the Lower East Side of Manhattan to uh, Queens um, be to be closer to Joe when we did um, the basement yard. And the world shut down. Toilet paper was going at an all-time high. I swear, you could get a pair of off-white Jordans easier than you could have got toilet paper at that point. It was wild. I had to go out in the middle of the night to all the 24-hour spots and wait to get toilet paper. They would have to go in the back and get it. It was like one of those things. You know, like when you go to like CVS and shit and they put like a like deodorant behind glass. You're like, why is this behind glass? It's fucking deodorant. But I guess it's because it's a, a necessity, I guess. 
but toilet paper was like uh, the holy grail. And uh, I remember uh, Selena came to visit me and pretty much got stuck here, you know? And there was like, you know, we're not letting people fly. They stopped flying for a little bit. Um, And then the mask came out, right? So here I am in like this barely furnished fucking uh, Queen's apartment, which smelled like shit. When I tell you that this apartment stank so fucking bad because it was like on the Queen's Bay, it smelled so fucking bad. It was disgusting. It was one of the worst places I've ever lived. Um, the apartment was nice. It was like a two bedroom apartment. It was cool. You know what I mean? It was affordable. Um, but for me, I was like, Oh my God, this place fucking sucks. Uh, there was no insulation in the building. So that means that if I farted upstairs, heard it. Uh, if I flushed a toilet, the entire building knew I just took a shit. Um, TV, you had to watch it at, like, volume 8, like, really low, or somebody would complain. Everybody complained to my old building. They were the fucking worst. I hated it there. Um, so, you know, throughout the whole first month, it's like nobody knew what was going on. Everyone was insanely and immensely afraid. Uh, rightfully so, because it turned out that this shit started killing people all over where I was living. I was living in East Elmhurst, Queens, and people were getting sick. Every single day there, horrible, horribly sick. Um, you know, it was terrifying because, you know, I, I was asthmatic at that point. I mean, I, I was asthmatic. I'm still asthmatic. I was diabetic at that point, like full-blown di- diabetes. Uh, I had full-on beats. And, you know, they started to come out and they were like, all right, well, like, you know, like a lot of people survive from them. I'm like, awesome. But they're like, you know, but if you have asthma or diabetes, then I was like, damn, I have both. And then they were like, yo, like, this shit could fuck your ass. So I was like, damn, dude, fuck. So for me, I was like, you know, I'm just going to stay inside as much as possible. And I realized that, you know, Joe and I were doing the basement yard, uh, like, via satellite. I always wanted to say that, but we were just doing it, uh, editing footage and shit. Uh, We were doing it via satellite, and it became something that I was like, oh, man, like, you know, hopefully this is just for like a month. And then every month was kind of like that. Every month was like, all right, just maybe a month, maybe a month, maybe a month, maybe a month. And this is where it really started to like drain me like uh, mentally and physically because I was like, dude, like they said another month last month. They said another month this month. And I remember uh, my girlfriend uh, was like, listen, like, you know, like, this is great, but I have to get back to Florida. You know what I mean? Like my life's down there. Like, you know, I got to figure out what I got to do with my job and shit. And I was like, yeah, I feel you. And then, and then she was like, you should just come. And I was like, I don't know. My family's here, but she was like, you know, you can't really see your family. And my parents are older and you know, they have some ailments. So I was just like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. So I moved down to Florida uh, thinking I would be there for like a month or two. Corona gets worse in New York. It gets so bad. Um, you know, at this point, it's like it's it's unsafe to fly. Um, I'm starting to get scared of just going outside. Um, and I go down to Florida. So now I'm I'm living in Florida. Um with my girlfriend 
and you know i'm living in like hotels and uh you know there was a great family down there um the napoli family which like let me live uh their daughter, their daughter, uh, Lucia was a fan of, uh, the basement yard. And, um, she was like, listen, my family owns a, uh, a hotel. If you want to come down, uh, we could take care of you. And they did. And they were like the sweetest people in the world. They were awesome. Um, so shout out to the Napoli family. Um, if you're ever in Fort Lauderdale, go to the Napoli hotel, tell them Danny sent you. They're great people. Um, and I basically was living there, like, for a long, long time. I had, a, I had my own pool. You know what I mean? Like, it was awesome. It was pretty sweet. Um, and when I was living there, nobody was down there because, like, everybody was just sitting inside. Nobody knew where to go. Nobody was traveling and staying in hotels, you know? I stayed in the Conrad for, like, a month, I think. And then um, uh, I ended up finding uh, the wonderful Napoli family, and they took me in. Um the thing that's the craziest part was this entire time I was trying to figure out the world so much um, in a time where the world was kind of like still a puzzle and I couldn't get myself to the point where I was honestly taking care of like my mental health, you know, because I was so worried about my physical health that it was just causing me so much anxiety um, because the world was so anxious at that time. And it made me feel like um, it almost made me forget about my panic for a while. Um, and it also made me forget about, you know, um, you know, having uh, bipolar type two, you know, that that reminded me because I would get in some really bad lows there um, just because there was nothing to do. Like, you know, thankfully, I was like, dude, if I'm going to be inside all the time, um, I need to be somewhere that's warm. So I lived like right on the beach and I could go to the beach every day and walk around and, and that was Silvio, by the way, uh, walk around, um, and just kind of enjoy the basics of, uh, earth, you know, just water and, and, uh, sand and the sun being nice, you know, I've never felt weather that hot before, though, which was wild. I was like, this is the hottest I've ever been. Like, there were a couple days when I was in Italy that it was so hot that I thought I was going to die. Um, like, I was walking around in Rome in, like, 100-degree weather, but this shit fucking beat the shit out of it. It was so much hotter in Florida. It was ridiculous. Like, I would wake up, and it would be, like, 87 degrees outside. I'm like, dude, it's 6 o'clock in the morning. What the fuck is happening? Um, yeah, so then I moved down there. And, you know, um, a lot of things changed for me. You know, I went through, um, uh, you know, a situation in my life where I kind of just really discovered that I wanted to change some things about me and I wanted to change some things about my life and some things I needed to change about me and I needed to change about my life. And, you know, having the type of job that I have where it's, you know, I talk to myself you know, realistically, you, I, I'm talking to you when it gets out to you, but in all seriousness, I'm talking to myself, right? So it's like, hey, man, it's like, it's a situation where, you know, I feel blessed, but it's like also a curse at the same time because I'm talking to a camera right now. 
you know, and I'm staring into a, the lens of a camera and talking. And I was doing this like every day, every day, every day. And, you know, people will say like, well, what makes that different um, than, you know, than when Corona happened, when Corona happened, things were taken away from us that going to the store was not a, 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 a thing. You know what I mean? These stores were all closed. Getting food was a pain in the ass. Um, getting water was like all gone. So all I really had uh, of like remain normalcy was like my girlfriend and and um, and talking to a camera every day. You know what I mean? I found solace in that. I found it to be therapeutic to me uh, having the opportunity. <coughs> excuse me, having the opportunity to talk to people. What I realized was. That in my life, I was not putting myself in positions to be um, taking care of myself. Um, I definitely kind of lost it during COVID. Um, just because the just the overwhelming stress of when is this going to end made me feel like, yo, like this could easily be the end of the earth. And I know like this is wild to think, but in the time... That's what it fucking felt like. It felt like, yo, like, this is the end of the fucking world. What is going on? Like, we're never going to be normal again. So, you know, oh, I got to stay. Because I never knew what the fuck because meant. If someone could tell me what because means, that'd be awesome. Um, But yeah, I never was like dude like this is the world like the world is forever changed like it's a wrap and it caused me to fucking kind of lose it a little bit like you know what i mean like i was spending like frivolously um you know i was just kind of like you know in a time where i should have been like saving money i guess uh you know i was just like kind of living my best life because i was like hey if this is it i'm going out um you know and This is, like, up until, like, June, right? And then the election starts. And now we're dealing with mega stress, you know? And then, you know, the the entire, um, you know, now we're having uh, social and racial injustice. People are protesting. Uh, They're in the streets. People are getting killed, Um, you know. Police brutality is is uh, being addressed uh, probably just as much as it's ever been. Um, and it's starting the way on me, too, to see that, you know, a part of me was like, damn, dude, like, I, I feel bad that I'm afraid to go out there and and march with people and, and, and put myself out there because of this pandemic. And then I almost felt like, you know, uh, like a coward, you know, Um in Fort Lauderdale, there were protests while I was there and I wanted to go. Um, uh, and I really wanted to go, but I was like, dude, I can't risk getting Corona because of my ailments. And it made me feel like a coward. And that weighed on me for a while. You know, it made me feel a certain kind of stress that, uh, as an American citizen, I wasn't doing my duty to, uh, stand up for something I believe in, you know, peacefully. And, um, I tried my hardest 
to um live you know I try I tried my hardest to live hold on let me fix this camera I tried my hardest to you know to to donate um you know to uh organizations I donated to Black Lives Matter I wanted to do my part but it felt like when it came to the protesting, I needed to be there. I felt like a, a coward for not going because I was afraid that I was going to get sick. Um, and that's probably something that will always stick with me, that, I, that I'll that always feel like I didn't do enough in those moments. Um, and then the, the election comes. Um, Silvio. Silvio keeps hitting the camera. Stop. Stop. Um, you know, there we go. Um, and, and, you know, that took its toll on me too. I felt, I felt kind of like a failure. Um, and, you know, then obviously again, the election comes and I did an episode about the election, you know. That caused a lot of inter uh, infighting, right? Because there were some people who were obviously for Biden and then people who were for Trump. And, you know, it was a very, very big deal. Uh, that election was a very big election. Um, and a lot of people were taken back by other people's thoughts, other people's, you know, beliefs, uh, regardless of what side you were on. And it became something where... Again, people were afraid to share how they really felt. Or they overshared and shit got fucking crazy, you know? Um, and then, you know, I live. I was living in Florida, which is a Republican state, but where I was living, it was a Democratic county. Um, you know, but you the, the world is different down there. Let's just say that, uh, you know? Um, there's some wild people down there and there's some wild people up here too, but it's a little more transparent in Florida. Um, people give less fucks. Let's just say that. Um, and you know, I humbly mean this, you know, I don't mean to offend everybody, but, um, if you were, you know, a Republican or not, but you know, it's, it's very, it was a lot more in your face there. Stop. Stop. Um, there's a lot more in your face. So it was turned up. You know, there was a lot of wild shit going on down there. Dude, I'm from New York. Nobody's Republican here. You know, there are. There are a lot of Republicans. Don't get me wrong. But we all know New York is very. Stop. Stop. Back up. You're biting me. Um, you know, it's it's a way more. uh outward Republican state. You know what I mean? Uh, so even down there, I was like, man, I really hope nothing bad happens down here um, regarding who wins uh, either way. So then I'm like, oh, man, then there was, you know, there were election uh, protests where things were getting broken into, uh, things were getting destroyed. And I was like, geez, this is really, really bad. Uh, again, more stress. Now I'm super duper stressed. Uh, about all of that shit. And, you know, at that point, too, um, we stopped doing the basement yard together, Joe and I. And, you know, I kind of had to refine myself uh, throughout all of this shit. So it's like Corona, 
Um, <laughs> it's Corona, the election, uh, the middle of, you know, living in a new state, uh, not having my family as a support system. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a lot to do and I had to refine myself this year. You know what I mean? Do I want to say that I'm thankful for Corona? No, but it has allowed me to find out a lot more about myself that I didn't really know. I, I always felt like I was pretty strong, um, in my, you know, in like my morals and in my, and in my life goals and but it really made me reevaluate and, and reelaborate a lot of things um, to myself. And, you know, I had to kind of get myself in a position where, you know, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And what I came down to is make people laugh and, you know, help people. People need help. If, if I've learned anything from this pandemic is that people need help. People need um a place to feel safe. So when I started partnering with my buddies at one and one, uh, Drew and Corey, they share the same sentiment. Um, you know, and them being, uh, African American males, um, they help me see certain things in a different light too. You know what I mean? Um, I've never tried to act like, um, people don't live in a different existence you know, just because of the color of their skin. I've known that personally, that that's just, that's just the case. Like people do, it's different. Um, but having conversations with them and, uh, you know, especially during such a wild time has really just been eye opening for me. And they're just, they're the best guys. Um, and when we started about doing, talking about doing this show, we talked about, you know, um, my struggles with mental health, their struggles with mental health and how we can try and erase these stigmas. Um, especially amongst uh, the male community. Um, but being able to understand that, hey, listen, everybody's struggling with mental health, at least a little bit. Odds are. So, you know, we set out to do this and uh, make it our mission that, listen, we're going to help people during this wild, wild time where we're trying to maybe get back some normalcy. And, you know, this is where we are now. So let's make our footprint here and let's do this together. Let's stand together. Let's stand for something that everybody, you know, whether you're black, white, uh, Asian, whatever. Uh, you struggle with anxiety or panic or you're bipolar, you PTSD or, you know, we want to have conversations where people we can make this normal because everyone's mental health has been put to the test during this year in COVID. So when I got to around, um, you know, August, September, you know, this is when it really started to get steam and we developed the idea and we wanted to figure out how we wanted to roll it out. And, you know, my fans were waiting to see what I was going to do. And, um, you know, this was something I was very passionate about. And this is what I wanted to do. Um, not just for a living, but to help others, um, you know, and we started doing off the cuff and, you know, it was something that immediately people took, um, a liking to people, um, you know, started to, uh, for lack of a better word, start fucking with us. You know what I mean? And 
it came to a point where I was like, you know, I can't wait till we start having guests on the show. And then, you know, I had my dad, I had my brother, I had, um, you know, people that were close to me, uh, Mark Rebellier, um, I had, you know, people that are my friends. And then I'm starting now, I'm starting to meet people I never would meet. And that's one of the best things about the show is that I get to meet these people with you. So when we meet these new people, these new characters, uh, you know, that come onto the show, it's something of a learning experience for me as much as it is for you. So it becomes something of a uh, let's do it together. Like, oh, man. All right. Who are we meeting this week? Um, everyone that's been talking uh, to me on this show has been very transparent. They've just been nothing but great people. Um, and I'm just so happy that I've been able to do this show with them. And uh, being able to talk to them has been awesome. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the new year comes. Uh, you get a shot of Times Square and there's like barely anybody in it. And like the world is obviously just still fucked up. You know, it's like super crazy. The vaccine's not here yet. Um, you know, some people are pro-vax. Some people are anti-vax. So you're starting these conversations. These wars are starting out. Uh when are we going to get the vaccine? How do we get it? When can we get it? Ah, da, 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 da. All that shit starts happening. Um, and then, you know, I started talking to my brother, Michael, uh, a few months before we started uh, off the cuff. And I was like, damn, dude, like we were just talking. And then we, were, we ended up starting a show and um, in our heads, you know, like, oh, we like we should do this. We should do that. And then around um, <clears throat> January, I was like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's start this show because as much as I love doing, you know, serious podcasting and, and talking about serious topics and stuff like that, um, I know I have a fan base that loves the comedy side of me and uh, that's kind of been a release for me, like being able to do that show. One, I get to see my brother again. I didn't see my brother for like a year. You know what I mean? And uh, being able to see him again was like, oh man, like this is awesome. And we get to do it on camera now, which is you know, it's it's everything I would hope it would have been times like a hundred. Exceeded all my expectations. Mike's like one of the best people to work with. He's awesome. Um, but like, listen, man, like I had to rebuild my life, dude. I had to rechange uh ch things that I've changed already that I thought were the best things about me. Uh, ended up being, you know, things that were pulling me back, whether it be like an ego problem or it would be something along the lines of not taking care of my health or it would be something along the lines of not speaking to friends uh, as much as I should. Um, you know, a lot of things that I thought I was OK in, I needed work at. And as sad as this pandemic has been and the lives that it's taken is terrible. It's, it's horrible. But, you know, I'm just happy to know that I took the time during this wild time to create, to, to make things for people, uh, and, and create things for myself, um, relationships, um, friendships, shows, um, support groups, um, everything, you know, it's, this has been my most productive year yet, um, of my entire, uh, you know, nine years of doing social media and stuff. So like, you know, I'm happy to look back on that, but I put a lot of work into that. And then I also had to realize there was a lot of internal work that I had to do. Um, and that brings us, you know, pretty much to modern day, um, you know, present day, modern day, what? Uh, present day. And, you know, I'm sitting here in my apartment. I'm back in New York City. Um, the city is coming back, thankfully. 
And, you know, like I said, I have my second vaccine tomorrow. And, you know, there's going to be another year of this stuff, probably, sadly, you know. Um, but we're prepared now, I hope, the best that we can. And, you know, mentally, I'm in a lot better place than I was a year ago. But, like, I obviously still need some work. And there's nothing wrong with still needing work and still needing to get yourself right. You know what I'm saying? It's become somewhat of a... A give and a take. How much do you want to give to the world and how much can you take uh, the time to take care of yourself? Um, and, you know, a lot of it has been like, you know, people ask me a lot of questions and people always ask me how my mental health is now, which is something that used to not happen. Now it happens all the time. And that right there is the elimination of stigma. People are have no problem asking a question about how somebody's doing now with their mental health. So, um, you know, I'm very excited for the next year, the the next few months uh, going into the end of 2021. Uh, we're almost halfway through it, which is kind of wild. Um, but, you know, we have a couple months till then, but we're almost halfway through. It'll be like, like that. Um, I'm just excited, and I want people to know that there's going to be hope for them. There's hope at the end of the tunnel. We're doing this thing. We're taking care of it. Um, all we have to do is do our part. Uh, be smart, take care of the people around us, take care of yourself, do not risk your life for, um, you know, things that don't matter in the long, in the long haul. Uh, I just want everyone to know that watches this show that I love them and I appreciate them always taking time out to come fucking hang out with me. It means the absolute world to me that I get to see you guys, uh, now twice a week. Um, and I want you guys to know that we have so much planned for this show. Um, the year in review is uh, I would give it a uh, uh, a B minus. I would say the year in review will give it a B minus in terms of myself. I want you guys to grade yourself below in the comments. Uh, you know, and we still have work to do. You know, our my grade was good, but we still have grinding to do, and we have uh, goals that we want to meet. And you know, being able to do that with you guys from the jump is going to be great. So yeah, um, we're excited about the two episodes coming. Um, you know, every Sunday and Monday. And I just want everyone to know out there that, you know, if you ever need anything, we do have a private Facebook community. Uh, a lot of people have been very helpful to others on there. I will post the link below. Um, I love you guys. And I need you to remember that your brain game is fire. Okay. I love you guys. Um, I want to give a shout out to Corey and Drew at one and one life. Uh, make sure to go to one and one, uh, life.com to, you know, get all of your business needs, uh, business health needs, mental health needs, um, and obviously physical health. You know, they just did an eight-week challenge where uh, a lot of people lost a lot of weight that they gained during this uh, this wild, wild time. And, uh, you know, they're always helping people over there, and I, I love working with them, uh, and you guys should too. They're fantastic people, so check them out, 101life.com. Uh, and I just want to thank you guys, the audience, for sticking with us and sticking with me. And we're so pumped to get to this second saga of uh, Off the Cuff. I love you guys. Stay safe. Be nice to each other. And love each other. Peace. I'm out.